Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. But the Sox have nine outs to come back, and that from Rowdy Telez is going to make it more difficult. Five to one through the zone in a heartbeat. And Telez, a solo home run, the third tonight for Milwaukee. Call there on NBC Sports Chicago. It's hit and run on 670 to score on a Sunday morning. Rami Makhlouf in for Matt Spiegel. We'll look uh, from the other side of this series with Will Salmon, Brewers writer at The Athletic. He's going to join me at noon, but joining me right now to talk about it, he covers the White Sox for MLB.com. Pleasure to welcome in Scott Merkin. Scott, how are you this morning, my, my friend? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Are you looking at this series between the Brewers and the White Sox? I'm up here in Milwaukee, host the afternoon show for uh, 12.50 a.m. The Fan, and I heard people up here saying World Series previews, saying measuring stick series. Is that how you were looking at it from the White Sox side of things? No, you know, I, I think it, that's great for us to talk about and for fans to talk about. I, I think the regular season, you know, for the Sox, I mean, they're going to win this division. Let's not, you know... Right. Uh, Speak out of school here. They're nine games up. The Indians are a 500 team, exactly, I think, right now. The Indians may make some moves in this next week to look more for the future than the short term. So they're in the playoffs. That's the first goal. Second goal is win the division, which they will do. And I think the third goal, which is big for the White Sox, is get that home, get as much home field as you can possibly have because they are, like most teams in baseball, a much better team at home than on the road, but that's not even taking away from their road play. They're just a dominant team at guaranteed rate field. And I think really, I mean, not to take away from a glorious 162, 162 game season. I enjoy being out there. Everyone enjoys being out there, but the regular season doesn't exactly predict the playoffs, right? I mean, yes, there has been years, you know, 15, the Royals were the best team. They won the world series 16. The Cubs were the best team. 17 was Astros, right? And then 18 was Red Sox, but it doesn't always play out that way. So what I'm saying is you can be the Sox could be dominated by Houston, you know, during the regular season and then go against them head to head in a series and lose, I'm sorry, and win in three games or something like that. So I don't think it's aside from two really good teams and three tremendous pitching matchups. I don't think it says anything more than just, you know, good baseball series, good baseball teams. But I do think it points out that, you know, the Sox are a great team. There's no question about that, but they're not head and shoulders above everyone else. You know, they could have an off series and just as easily as they could run to the World Series title this year, they could be gone in the first series they play. 
So, you know, that's why I think this next week is important, the next few weeks, because not only the trade deadline this week, but you're getting some key guys healthy who are going to come back in the next month. And really, not to make a long answer even longer, that's the most important <laughs> thing for the Sox is getting these key guys ready to go in terms of Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, Yasmani Grandal. And people have taken umbrage with my comments on that on Twitter, but, you know, you aren't going to add anyone better than those three at the trade deadline to help your team down the stretch. And, Scott, I've been saying something along those lines, but you, you bring up the pitching matchups in this one, and the three guys that, that the, the Sox are facing this weekend, all all-stars, respectively, in 2021 between Peralta and Burns, and today they'll face Brandon Woodruff. That is the type of pitching, more times than not, that, that you're going to see in the postseason. Maybe not to that level. That Brewers staff is doing some historic things, but usually, come October, you're facing some pretty strong starting staffs, and we've seen the Sox struggle to score runs in this series. Do you think this True. this factors at all factors at all into their decision making ahead of the trade deadline about adding a bat despite getting those three guys back from injury soon? I think they're gonna look to do whatever improves the team. I don't I don't know if Rick and Kenny Williams and Jeremy Hayburn, you know, I'm not gonna list the whole front office, but people know the, <laughs> the great brain trust they have there. Jerry Reinsdorf too, uh of course. I don't think this is a reactionary measure. I don't think they're saying, well, you know, geez, we got swept at Yankee Stadium and we got, you know, pretty much aside from one game in there, you know, not dominated but controlled by Houston at Minute Maid and now we've lost the first two to Milwaukee. We have to make a change. I think they're just looking to put the best chance out there to win the championship. But, you know, Rick has said this very well a couple different times and that, you know, they have a window that they believe is open for a little while now, four or five years, usually I think is the length of these kind of championship caliber windows. So they're not going to do anything to destroy that window, which speaks to me that, you know, they're probably not going to trade Michael Kopech or Andrew Vaughn, you know, that kind of thing. But they also appreciate that you can't give up a year where you have a great chance to win, and that's this year. So, you know, I think they'll be aggressive but smart in the same process and trying to add on this week. Where do you think they, they're looking to add on? You and I seem to be on the same page that they're, they're going to get the offensive additions that they probably need between Jimenez, Robert, and Grandal. I'm I'm looking, and obviously they're all set at starting pitching, I, I'm looking at that bullpen as, as an area of need and, and where they're probably looking to add between now and the trade deadline. How about you, Scott? Well, I think, first of all, from what I've heard, and I guess that, you know, it'll change, I think, as the week goes on, but the asks have been very high across the board for the most part. So it'll be interesting to see how that adapts as it gets closer to July 30th. I think any championship-caliber team, unless you have you know, maybe what the Royals had in 2015, is going to look to add to the bullpen, right? And that's nothing against any arms they have there now. But right now, you know, your two best guys are Liam Hendricks, your closer, and then Michael Kopech to get you there. And I think Aaron Bummer will be fine, too. You know, he's just back off an IL stint and kind of, you know, getting things settled, I think. So he'll be good, too. And then, you know, you have some younger guys. You have Evan Marshall Hurt. So I think, you know, one arm, that sounds weird, one bull, one reliever in that mix is a definite. And I think, you know, they're going to look at second base because, you know, Leori Garcia and Danny Mendick have done a nice job taking the spot when Nick Madrigal tore his right hamstring and was done for the season. But Nick Madrigal is done for the season. You're not getting him back. And Leori Garcia and Danny Mendick make this team better, I think, as, you know, utility guys, as guys who can play all over the field. So I think you're going to look for a second baseman who can play there full-time. And you might look for a guy, you know, as an example, like Adam Frazier, who has another year of control after this year. So if something happens where, you know, Nick's comeback isn't exactly to the T that they think, 
You have a guy who can play second base. Adam or Adam Frazier also has like 158 career games in the outfield, so it can also help you out there. So I don't think it's necessarily going to be a rental they're looking for this year. It may, but you know, if you're talking about more control, you're talking about probably more to give up to get him. So I think second base and relievers are the targets. I think you know outfield they're going to be covered in. If you know, assuming you know, I think Jimenez will be back this week. You know, probably Kansas City in the next series. And I think Robert is, you know, making nice progress. You know, credit to both those guys because these were not like, you know, you know, a bruise they suffered. These were pretty significant injuries, and they're back a little quicker than people thought. But that's those are two pretty significant additions you make to the outfield. And for those who say, well, they've been away for a while, well, they're going to have plenty of time to come back and not under the pressure of trying to win a division at the same time, barring something completely going sideways for the White Sox. Talking with Scott Merkin, he covers the White Sox for MLB.com here on Hit and Run. Rami Makloff in for Matt Spiegel with you on a on a Sunday morning. And you 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 mentioned that they they probably aren't in the market for 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 rentals, but at the same time, you're saying they don't want to invest too much of the future. Those two things seem to be conflicting, Scott. Which one do you think wins out? in the end that the, that they're trying to win now and maybe do go after a rental or that they, they, they're looking out more for the future. And if they can't find a guy like a Frazier, who's not quite a rental, maybe, maybe they hold on to some assets this season and not push all the chips to the center of the table. No, I think they could totally be in the market for a rental. I just don't think they're going to give up something that really could okay. put a dent in the core for a rental, for a guy who's only going gotcha. to be there Geez, I mean, you know, you can name Javi Baez or uh, Jonathan Scope from Detroit. So, you know, just, again, examples. Not saying either of these guys are prime targets, but just putting examples who are rentals that are second basemen. I don't think you're going to see, barring a bigger trade package, I don't think you're going to see them, you know, giving up someone that can, you know, affect this year and, you know, the years for it. One of the things the Sox have, it's a good thing, is that a lot of their main young players who teams would be interested in are making big contributions for the team right now, you know? So why would you, you know, as the old saying goes, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. I think I got that right. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're not going to tear apart what you have to add a guy who may or may not move the needle when you're already, you know, 18 games over 500. And, you know, I get people get frustrated with the losses and all that, you know, to Milwaukee and then, you know, the Houston losses back in June. But, you know, teams are going to lose – good teams are going to lose games, even if they're really good teams. You know, I mean, there's going to be bad stretches. The 05 White Sox went from 15-and-a-half game lead to one-and-a-half game lead, right, in September and had as dominant a postseason as there's almost ever been, right? So, I mean, that's why I'm saying the regular season doesn't exactly predict anything in the postseason. But the biggest thing for the White Sox going into the postseason is – have your pitching lined up. They have great pitching. They have great starting pitching, you know, one through five. And if you want to throw Kopech in there, one through six. And if you have those guys lined up and ready to go, I mean, you, you're in good position. You're, that's one thing they were missing against Oakland last year, right, is they had Cease, who didn't have a ton of experience, and Dunning, who had very little experience as your third starter options. And then they got beaten game two behind Keiko, had a tremendous year. You know, a Cy Young caliber year was in the final Cy Young voting. And that changes things around, especially when Crochet got hurt. This year, they're deeper in the rotation. So that's the biggest predictive thing for me in terms of postseason successes. They have the pitching to make a run in the postseason. And and you're talking about talking with Scott Merkin, covers the White Sox for MLB.com here on Hit and Run with you on a Sunday morning. You're talking about the, the, the White Sox likely trying to avoid rentals, at least at, at a higher price. And I feel like that's been the approach 
around Major League Baseball, Scott. We've seen the the the, the price for rentals in the trade market drop dramatically over the last few years. I'm asking this question mostly for my producer, Sean Anderson, who's trying to manifest Chris <laughs> Bryant in a in a White Sox jersey. Do you think that the the trade market for rentals could could come back to the White Sox, still a high price, but could come back to the White Sox to a point where it's a price they're willing to pay for a Chris Bryant or for a big splash rental type of player? You know, again, I have no idea what the market is going to play out as the week goes on. I have no idea the teams that want to be sellers, how convicted they are to selling one way or the other, or do they say, we'll let this play out and see what happens in the offseason. You know, I know Bryant is a free agent, so that, you know, that would be what a draft pick, right? But I, 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 I don't know. I can't say for sure. You know, we haven't had a ton of movement. We have had some this weekend, right? With Nelson Cruz going to the Rays, which is a great move by the Rays, and Rich Hill going to the Mets. You know, one thing I'll add is it's a different focus for the Sox, too. Like, I think there's a lot of people who are happy to see Nelson Cruz leave the AL Central, right? But see, the Sox aren't there anymore. The Sox are now the dominant team of the right. AL Central. They're going to win the AL Central. So that trade actually was kind of bad news for the White Sox because it gives another World Series contender a great, you know, a great clubhouse guy and just as good of an offensive presence at DH. So that's what you kind of look at. But again, Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams have been doing this for a long time. They won a World Series together in 2005. You know, they've won a division title in 2008. They're not going to react just because, oh, geez, the Rays made a big move. Now we got to make a move. They're going to react like they have been doing and preparing all along to make a move to help or make a move or two or three to help this team put this team in the best position possible to win the 2021 World Series title without taking away from, you know, that window that's open for the next four or five years. Scott, I can't let you go without asking about the Yermin Mercedes situation this week. He retired, then unretired with an Instagram post of a Phoenix rising from the ashes. It was all it was all very weird, very bizarre, but Things seem to have settled down now. Is is everything all settled with your mean Mercedes and you think he's locked in for, for the remainder of the season, wh- wherever he may be, whether it's at AAA or making his way back to, to the Major League Ball Club? Do you think all all is good now with your mean Mercedes and everything has settled down? Yeah, I think the best thing to say about your mean is that he's back playing for Charlotte and that, you know, it, it, it's probably frustrating for him. I haven't spoken to him, so I don't know this for a fact. But when you look at this team – there is no doubt in my mind that this team is not where they are today without your mean Mercedes in April, right? Because, you know, there were some guys who had some slow starts in April and he was crushing the ball. He was the AL rookie of the month. But in the same sense, I don't think your mean Mercedes has that chance to crush the ball in April without, you know, Tony LaRusa giving him the opportunity. So I think without just going too deep into that, the thing now is he's playing, you know, home run the other night when he's returned and just go forward with that. That is Scott Merkin, White Sox beat writer for MLB.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Scott Merkin and my guest for the last few minutes here on Hit and Run. Thank you so much for the time, Scott. Appreciate you, man. Just want to throw out a quick congratulations to all the uh, Hall of Fame award winners today, including the great Hawk Harrelson. Some great people being honored today. Absolutely. And, and, and well worth the mention, Scott. Thanks for the time, man. Okay, take care. And we'll have a tribute to Hawk Harrelson produced by the great Chris Tannehill coming up at about 1220 here. We're also going to talk with Will Salmon. He covers the Brewers for the Athletic coming up at noon. Scott joins me on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest 
Sportsbook. How are you looking at this White Sox Brewers series? White Sox, or excuse me, World Series preview, measuring stick. Let's talk about it right after this. Rami Makhlouf in for Matt Spiegel on Hit and Run right here on 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 2-2 2-2 fastball, ripped to left, down the line it goes, and this ball is out of here. Tyrone Taylor, a slam. And Milwaukee is up in a major way at 7 nothing. That was Friday night on NBC Sports Chicago. This is Sunday morning, and this is Rami Makhlouf in for Matt Spiegel on Hit and Run, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Coming up at noon, we'll take a look at this Brewers-White Sox series from the other side of things. Will Salmon, he covers the Brewers for The Athletic. He'll join me at noon, a tribute to Hawk Harrelson, who goes into Cooperstown, and rightfully so, before we get out of here Coming up at 1220, produced by the great Chris Tannehill. Right now, I want to talk to you White Sox fans and ask, were you looking at this series as a measuring stick or as a a World Series preview? 312-644-6767. Because I'm up here. I host uh, my weekday job. I host the afternoon show on the Score Sister Station, 1250 AM The Fan. And so, obviously, I follow and talk about the Milwaukee Brewers. Not as much lately. We've had this basketball team to talk about for the last few weeks, but we, we've kept an eye on the Brewers, and and they've just they've just kept on 
win in baseball games and sit atop the NL Central right now by a good wide margin, just like just like the White Sox do. So were you looking at this series as a measuring stick or as a potential World Series preview? Because that was a lot of the chatter up here as this series was getting going, as, especially when you talk about and you look at the pitching matchups in this series and you just have aces facing aces for, for three straight days, and that's mostly what's carried these two baseball teams to where they are and sitting atop their division. But if if we're going to look at what the White Sox do, and give me a call at 312-644-6767 or a text or tweet the show at 670thescore or at hit and run 670 if you're going to use the Brewers as a measuring stick, then let's just let's just step back. Let's take a 30,000-foot view and, and look at what the White Sox have done against good baseball teams throughout the season because they're 18 games over 500 overall, and I don't know how much stock you put into these types of things. It's I think it's different from person to person how much stock you might put into it, but they're 15 games over 500 in a paltry AL Central. They've made a lot of their hay in a bad division. Now, same can be said against the Milwaukee Brewers, as, as that is also a division where, outside of them, most of the teams in that division have hovered right around the 500 mark, including the Cubs. As far as going against playoff teams this year, the White Sox 6-10 and 10 against playoff teams, which those two things don't bode so well. The fact that you've You've made a lot of your hay in inside the division and have been okay against the rest of the league and that you're 6-10 and 10 against playoff teams. But one thing I always look at, and it's not the only thing I look at, you can delve a little bit deeper, a little bit, a little bit more down into the numbers, but a plus 113 run differential tells me that this White Sox team is every bit as legit as that record says. No, no matter what their record against playoff teams is right now, no matter how much of, of the 18 games over 500 they've tallied up in, in a bad AL Central, a plus 113 run differential doesn't just happen. That a, a good, Only a good baseball team is going to have a plus 113 run differential. And the Brewers, excuse me, the White Sox, certainly every bit as good as their record might indicate. But when you're talking about taking on this particular Brewers team and why I don't necessarily see it as a a measuring stick or or a potential World Series preview, they're 10 over 500 against an even worse division, in my opinion, in the NL Central. They only have a plus 67 run differential. And the thing that really, that I've been telling people up here, really stops me from from buying into 100% in this Brewers team is the offense and mainly the production or lack thereof of Christian Yelich. Their MVP, the former NL MVP, has a slash line of 244, 393, 380 with a 774 OPS, six home runs, and 28 RPI. RBI, excuse me. And we just talked with Scott Merkin who, who pointed out as as I do from time to time, quite adeptly, that the Major League Baseball postseason, the regular season is not a great indicator of what will go down or how things will go down in the postseason. It's 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 really very, very random in terms of how Major League Baseball's postseason goes. It almost always depends on which offense is hottest at the time that they get to the postseason because and and Cubs fans know this as well as anybody, an offense going cold in the postseason, you can have great pitching. An offense going cold in the postseason 
just just is is a death knell for you because you're facing more times than not the best pitching in all of baseball. So the Brewers could make some noise in October. I just don't have a lot of faith that they will until that offense is a little bit more consistent and until specifically Christian Yelich is putting balls over walls again and looks like an MVP. I just don't believe in that offense and and that it will be hot enough at the right time to do much in October to overcome the likes of the Dodgers, the Padres, the Mets, and teams with more stacked lineups. Well, and that the was one the thing, thing too. Like, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sean. Like thinking about the preview part when you you started the thing was I don't think the Brewers can get out of the NL, not because they're a bad team or anything. Their pitching has been fantastic. They've kicked the White Sox butt uh, in the past two games, but I just I don't see them getting past the Dodgers or the Padres at all. And I, I, I have a hard time seeing that, too. Again, it, it would take catching lightning in a bottle with that offense in the postseason and a bunch of guys getting hot at just the right time. But the Brewers just simply have not been productive enough offensively for me to 100% buy in that they're one of the teams to beat or that they're this is a World Series preview or or some kind of measuring stick of what the White Sox will see in the postseason. I will say this, though. This is the type of starting pitching that you'll see in the postseason in Peralta, Burns, and Woodruff. And the White Sox have not fared well against this pitching. And this goes back to something we've been talking about a lot throughout this show and asking you, were you looking at this series with the Brewers as a measuring stick or potential World Series preview? 312-644-6767. If there's one thing, and and similar to this Brewers team that we're talking about and that that the White Sox are seeing this weekend. There's one thing that makes you wonder if the White Sox can get out of the American League. It's whether or not they can score enough runs and whether or not they can score enough runs against pitching staffs like the one that they're seeing this week in Peralta, Burns, and Woodruff. That has to be a bit of a concern and, and maybe spurs some action between now and the trade deadline to add a bat or two to this lineup or to this roster Although you are getting back Rundahl and and Eloy and and Luis Robert here in the next few weeks, Eloy looks like the closest. Bruce Levine told us earlier on the show he could be back with this team as soon as tomorrow. But it, w- when you look at what this what the White Sox lineup has been able to do against a a really good Brewers starting rotation and pitching staff as a whole, and the type of rotation and staff that you're going to see come the postseason, that part of it might be a little bit concerning. But the bottom line is, neither team is probably going to look like this by October. I mentioned Eloy, Robert, Grandal coming back. Lorenzo Kane is coming back next week for the Brewers. And I think both teams will make moves between now and the trade deadline. I think both of these teams will be better come the postseason and, 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 and probably improve their chances of getting to or winning the World Series. But really, when I look at these two teams... I see I see almost mirror images of each other. I see two offenses with question marks around them. I see two teams that have struggled with injuries throughout the year, but two teams that have really, really good pitching staffs and, and, and specifically starting rotations that are going to carry them into October. So in some sense, mostly just the fact that you're going to see pitching like this in the postseason, I guess you could look at it as a measuring stick or a potential World Series preview, but... In in large part, and this goes back to what Scott Merkin was talking about from, from MLB.com, who covers the White Sox, in large part, it's really hard to do that when you're talking about any matchup in, in the regular season of Major League Baseball in a 162-game season. The results almost never 
well, I can't say almost never, but don't really hold any weight in terms of predictors based on what they did in the regular season moving into the offseason. Were you looking at this series as kind of a measuring stick series or, or maybe a World Series preview? 312-644-6767. Give me a call. Give me a text. You can tweet the show at 670 to score or at hit and run 670. Let's go down to the south side. And Ron, you're on hit and run. What's up, buddy? Yeah, um, you know what? I certainly I, I was looking forward to the series, um, and mainly because of, of the pitch. And uh, with the White Sox, you had probably their three best pitchers that were going. So I wanted to see how they did uh, face up with the Brewers. Uh, now, uh, as far as a World Series preview, I definitely didn't because I think. Uh, and right now, again, you know, we actually can't really say how this is going to turn out in the playoffs. But the San Francisco Giants are for real. They 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 are pitching. They have pretty good defense. So. Uh, no, so I wasn't looking at Milwaukee from from that perspective. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought it was a good opponent, and i like to see the White Sox win series. That's the name of the game. You have to constantly win series. Um, so, so far, that hasn't occurred. So, just going to look and see how this turns out. But, again, that's what I was looking at it from with their three best pitchers. And so far, uh, you know, Milwaukee has gotten – to the, the best of them. And, and, and the thing about it, like you say, Milwaukee doesn't really have a strong offense, and they really beat the, the Sox pretty good. So those are my comments. Have a good day. Appreciate the call. Thanks for the call, Ron. Yeah, that Milwaukee team, does, I mean, Sean and I, we're looking at this and, and, and just trying to assess how it might translate into postseason success. That pitching staff very well could be good enough to 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 carry the Brewers deep into October. No doubt about it. What you're seeing them do right now against the White Sox is is what these guys, this group of guys has been doing all season long. I think I saw a stat this morning. They're the first team in baseball in Major League Baseball history to have a thousand strikeouts as a staff before 100 games. I mean, it's it's crazy what that Brewers starting rotation is doing this offseason. I just think that you're going to run into rotations that are almost, almost as high-powered as what the what the Brewers are going to throw out there game to game, night to night, and 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 just much better better lineups. You're trying to remove the randomness from the postseason when assembling a roster. Pitching does that probably more than anything, but if you don't have the bats to back it up, it, it makes it tough sledding in October if you're trying to win a World Series. Did you look at this series with the Brewers as a measuring stick or a potential World Series preview. 312-644-6767. Rami Makloff in for Matt Spiegel. We'll talk with Will Salmon. He covers those brewers for The Athletic at 11. Want to hear from you right after this on 670 The Score. Hello. 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 Is this, did, did, did you, Hello. Did, hello. 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 This is Rick. Hello. Am I on? Hello. I can't hear him, hon. Hello. Hello. Okay. Hello, everybody. Uh, yeah. Are you there? <laughs> Are you guys messing with me? Hello? Okay, hello, everybody. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, hello? Let's talk about the White Sox. <laughs> oh, man. That brings back great, great memories. Thank you for that, Sean Anderson, producer extraordinaire. Back in the studio, Robbie Makloff in for Matt Spiegel on 670 The Score. Hit and run with you on a Sunday morning. Yeah, still morning for 17 more minutes. I'll talk with uh, Will Salmon. He covers the Brewers for The Athletic once it's 
officially afternoon at the top of the hour. Also a tribute to Hawk Harrelson, produced by the great Chris Tannehill, coming up before I get out of here and make way for Cubs baseball. 12.45 pregame, 121st pitch as they take on the Diamondbacks. Zach and Ron on the call for that one this afternoon. Talk to you right now, though, and asking, were you looking at this Brewers series as a measuring stick or or a World Series 6-4-4-6-7-6-7. A measuring stick maybe, in my opinion, only in that this is the type of pitching you're going to face come October. But other than that, I, I, I don't see how picture often regular season results don't necessarily translate into postseason results. And honestly, I, I just don't think being up here in Milwaukee as the afternoon host on 1250 AM The Fan I just don't think this White Sox team has the firepower offensively to get deep enough into the postseason to call this a World Series preview. But in some sense, maybe. Just the pitching that they're facing, this is what you might see in October. 312-644-6767. What's it, you, Lance, in Lansing? We find William. You're on and run. What's up, Will? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. So, I like what you're saying about the lineup, but I think second base is a key issue. Lurie Garcia is a good role player that's stepped in to play, but playtime's over. You know, we're trying to contend towards a World Series. I think you need to go for a guy like Adam Frazier. So, posing the question to you guys, do you think Adam Frazier could help add firepower and better consistent plate discipline hitting for the White Sox at second base? Thanks for the time. Yeah, I think Adam Frazier. And that, 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 that name has come up three or four times already on the show this afternoon and and not not surprisingly so he's probably the the top name at at second base on on the trade market right now and that's some place where the Brewers the Brewers I keep saying the Brewers the White Sox have a hole right now at second base with Madrigal being out for the season yeah I think he I think he makes them he makes them a better more potent lineup it gives you an everyday second baseman and lets you move some of the other guys around the field as as utility-type players for, for the rest of the year and into the postseason. Yeah, Adam Frazier would, would help this team plenty, wouldn't you think, Sean? Oh, Sean might be taking a call. Let's go to Christopher in Westchester. You're on Hit and Run. What's up, Chris? Hey, Rami. Great to speak with you. Great show. I've got Thanks, a question, Chris. and Scott Merkin didn't answer it. I don't think it was asked to him, but what is going on with the White Sox with teams that they're playing that have greater than 500 records? They have terrible mark. It's 17 and 26, I think. And a measuring stick versus the Brewers, the Brewers proved it. They smacked the White Sox down two straight games. And also, the Sox are going to play when they get to the playoffs. What do you think, Rami? Are they going to be able to first round beat a Houston or a Boston or a Tampa Bay team? They can't beat teams with records greater than 500. Yeah, that's – thanks for the call. That that that's That's somewhat of a concern, but Scott – Scott, in a roundabout way, did did address that when when I talked to him at the top of the hour when he said that, and I I just reiterated this, you you can't really put a lot of stock in regular season results and and what they'll mean as predictors of postseason results and and when you look at when you look at these two teams, the Brewers and the White Sox, and and the caller says that the Brewers showed you that that they are a postseason team that they that they are a force to be reckoned with in October by the way that that they've they've smacked down as he said it the White Sox in the first two games of this series if the Brewers are are going to make noise in the postseason and if the White Sox are going to make noise in the postseason as they're currently constructed it's going to be winning very much the way that we've seen the White Sox win the first two games of the series 
it, it, I don't think that you're going to be able to rely on either offense to consistently produce. What you're going to rely on is is your starting pitching staffs neutralizing very good lineups. That's what it's going to take. And 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 I think that the White Sox have the have the rotation, have the pitching staff to do that. Would I would I say that they have the best odds, the best chances to do that? No. Would I say that the Brewers have the best odds, the best chances to do that? No, because I see more potent offenses and some pretty good starting rotations to boot around both the National League and the American League. More complete teams than what we see from either the Brewers or the White Sox. But could they make noise in the postseason? Yes, absolutely. Both these teams, both the White Sox and the Brewers could do it, and the starting rotations will be the reason why, if they can. And then in addition to that, catching lightning in a bottle and having three, four, five guys in your lineup get hot at just the right time, and the Sox chances of doing that go up considerably as you get back Eloy Jimenez next week or within the next few days, according to what Bruce Levine told me earlier on the show. And then you get Luis Robert in a couple weeks and, and, and Yasmani Grandal shortly on his heels should be back as well. You have a much better chance of this lineup getting hot three, four, five guys in that lineup getting hot and catching that lightning in a bottle in October that it's going to take river Grove, George, you're on six seventy. the score. What's up, George? Hello. Hello. Am I on? <laughs> yes, George. Yes, you're on. What's up, buddy? Uh, first of all, this guy that wants Frazier for uh, for uh, Garcia. Uh, if the Sox crap out in the World Series or in the playoffs, it won't be because of Lori Garcia, first of all. So when one man does not a team make, what really bothers me more than anything is the middle pitching. Middle relief is just... And I'm, I'm trying to remember who was the guy that at the beginning of the season says, well, we have the lead. Uh, we'll never give up the lead. That guy, he needs to go away, whoever he was. I don't but know who that is. what's going to happen, here's, here's what happens in the playoff. God smiles on one team. And who catches lightning in a bottle is comes from a power above us all. You can do anything and everything in the world. Look at the Seattle Mariners. They won 199 games one year, and they were out of the playoffs. So. You can't you can't tell me what's going to happen. Nobody knows. God smiles. God makes that determination, or the power above us all, whatever you want to say. So should Kenny Williams and, and Rickon just pray at the trade deadline and not make any moves? Well, no, you know, I didn't say not make any moves. But, okay. You know, you say if you make some moves, it's going to guarantee you a World Series. That no, no. the reality rarely exceeds the expectation. Don't forget that. You know, you can do everything right. Everyone, 90% of the people say, yeah, you did this is right. This is going to happen. This is going to make the go. And it doesn't happen, you know. So that that's what I'm trying to say. Whatever you think is going to happen probably won't, unfortunately. And- well, yeah, and especially – Thanks for the call, George. I appreciate it. Especially when you're talking about the Major League Baseball postseason. Whatever you think is going to happen probably won't. It is the most random postseason in all of sports, which you wouldn't think so because you would think that seven-game series give you true outcomes. And in the NBA, more times than not, they do. But in Major League Baseball, just because of the nature of the sport and that you have nine guys that go up there and take hacks and any any number of those guys could get cold or could get hot at just at just the right or the wrong time of the season can completely throw things off. That that Dodgers lineup, which is the best lineup in baseball, 
a few guys could go cold in that lineup at just the wrong at just the wrong time, all at the same time, and they suddenly don't look like the world beaters that they are for a week, and that's all it takes in the postseason is for them not to look like world beaters for a week. And when you have pitching like the White Sox and the Brewers do, that that goes a long way in neutralizing those types of lineups and making them look human over the course of a a five or a seven game series. That's that's why the Brewers and the White Sox both have a chance to make a run in October, but what ultimately what you're trying to do in your roster construction by building strong pitching staffs, by 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 putting together the best and most complete lineup that you try to put together is remove as much of that randomness as you possibly can. I know this sounds obvious. This sounds like I'm stating the obvious right here, and, and in a sense I am, but the more good hitters you have in a lineup and the more 300 batting averages and, and 450 plus on base percentages you have in a lineup, the less likely it is that those guys all go cold at just the wrong time and all at the same time. That you're when when putting together a roster, you're trying to remove the randomness from the postseason, but you'll never completely accomplish that. Let's go to Lake Zurich and Matt, you're on hit and run on six seven score. What's up, Matt? Hey, what's going on? Hey, a couple things. Uh, so I was watching MLB Network this week, and they threw a stat out there about the Brewers lineup. And I believe, I'm quoting this correctly, they are last in the major leagues in team batting average. It's either the major leagues or the national league. Either way, it's pretty bad. So I don't have much faith in those guys putting good swings on the baseball and crunch time. And if you look at the matchup between the Brewers and the White Sox this weekend, and Brewers are up to nothing, you're, you're, you're facing – you're not facing the same lineup you would face in the playoffs. So if you are this is a playoff lineup, you know, you're getting those guys you've been talking about. You're getting those guys back healthy. And I think that, uh, that Jimenez and, uh, and uh, uh, Grandal make a huge difference, especially with Grandal having playoff experience and being, uh, you know, the leader, a big, big part of the, of the pitching staff and, and, and leading the team that way. So I guess I, I would – I don't know that either team is going to make it to the uh, championship series of their respective uh, leagues, but I would give the White Sox a slight advantage if I had to pick one of the two. I appreciate the call, Matt. Thank you very much. One, one thing about this Brewers offense, not not consistently good enough as I watch them every day up here, but they've been they've had very timely hitting, and and you've seen that in the last few days from guys like Tyrone Taylor, Rowdy Tellez, you're probably watching them, and 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 if you're a White Sox fan and been watching American League Baseball, following your team day in and day out throughout the rest of the season, you're probably looking at Rowdy Tellez and Tyrone Taylor and going, who are these dudes and why are they beating us? Why are they the ones hitting home runs to beat us? But that's been the type of season that it's been for the Milwaukee Brewers in that it seems to be a different hero almost every night for them and and while not they they can't they can't put together consistent hitting in that lineup 1 through 9 they have come up with a lot of timely hitting throughout the season and that's how they have the record that they do let's look at this thing from the Milwaukee side of things and talk with Will Salmon who covers the Brewers for the Athletic he'll join me right after this Rami Makloff in for Matt Spiegel on Hit and Run on a Sunday morning on 670 the score he gone we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.